Welcome to episode 63 of the Muck Podcast, where we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Dockery. Hillary birthday week. <laughs> it has been a whole week, girl. A whole oh week of something. Oh my God. I'm, I'm uh, you know, I sometimes feel like my life is like, like this double thing. Like there's this one side of it that's just so lovely. And it's in, and, and I, I just was the outpouring of love from people this, this yesterday was my birthday. Uh, it was just, it was incredible. It was incredible. You're amazing. And well, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. I just, uh, it's, I, I don't think I've ever really been able to notice when people say I love you and really like feel it. And I just, I think yesterday I was open to it and it just was incredible. Oh, I know. Yay. So that was nice. It was very, very nice. And thank you for making it so special. I mean, obviously the t-shirt, which I freaked the fuck out about last <laughs> week, but also a very, very small like, get together last night. A birthday blast. Yeah. At Alfredo's and it was lovely yes. and it was I just had the best time. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, screaming about politics and oh my god, cake. <laughs> gossip and <laughs> cake, and it was so good. So yes. thank you again to Alfredo and you and Kate and oh, Whitney and everybody who, yeah, it was, who was able to make it. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah, <gasps> it's just not, and it's nice to just get out and yes. see people yes. in a just a relaxed yes. atmosphere. No kids, <sighs> just happiness. Yes, yeah, good food. That was good. I need to ask you something. Oh, God. So on my way here uh-huh. now for the past couple of weeks, mm-hmm. there is a very strange vehicle. Have you not seen this? It's, 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 you know, on my way to your house. And it is a huge monster truck. Oh, yeah. The, that's been the, painted the General like Lee? the General Lee. The General Lee monster truck? <laughs> yes. yes. Um, and I, every time I'm like, what? what is going on? When what, I go why? running, I run why? past that. I, one of the days I went running, uh, they were unloading it off a trailer. But now, so now it, it's sitting in the front of somebody's house. It's huge. Yeah, it's, it's a humongous huge. monster truck that looks like, like the General Lee. I mean, Lee. huge. Yeah. And all, now when I run past it, all I could think is like, there's a woman who lives in that house who's like, my motherfucking husband like brought, bought brought this, this fucking brought this stupid home. truck and now it's parked in front of my house. Like, when are they going to get it out yes. of here? I don't think it runs. Like I said, I saw them pulling it off of a trailer. Oh. But I wondered if the horn was like, no, no, no. I was wondering <laughs> that too. horn. That's I, so funny. Yeah, I just, every time I, the really the first time I saw it, I, I was stunned. Yeah. I, I was like, what is yeah, this? I know. It, yeah, it just, it it's threw the me. Best. I love it. And then, you know, so yeah, <laughs> I was like, I need to I ask. love a good monster truck. I'll tell you what, I love a good monster truck. Oh my goodness. That's fun. Well, yeah. is that it? Because I have to talk about Lil Muck a little bit. Lil Muck. Yeah, so we record on Sunday. Today's Sunday. And so we're recording a little muck tomorrow night and another little muck Tuesday night. Yes. And the one on Tuesday. And is one on going, Sunday. And then one following the following Sunday. Jesus. So we're getting a st- And then another. We have and another then another one the up. Sunday after. So we have four lined up basically yeah. for the next few weeks. But um, the one that we're recording on Tuesday uh, comes out on Friday, the 12th, March 12th. Um, I'm, I even when we get the confirmation, it's like here's her headshot and here's yes. her bio. Until I, I'm speak like with her obsessed. on the phone. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I I'm not know. gonna feel like it's real. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Well, I, you sent me a, you sent me a text and you're like, 
we got the bio, we got the headshot. I'm like, fucking A, is this really happening? Like, is I this know. really going to happen? I'm, I'm trying huge. to be like cautiously optimistic. Me too. Because I feel like a million things can happen yeah. where, you know, suddenly. We could be waiting for the phone to ring. Yeah. Like, and it doesn't happen. Yeah. And when then we're like frantically writing and being like, hi, because this has happened. Yes. We're like, hi, remember we're here yeah. waiting for to talk to you. Oh, gosh. So that's going to be Yeah, so until, until my phone rings. Yes, you're right. You're right. But. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's, it's huge. And not to underscore like the other, oh my three God, people the other up. people are, it's, it's just like one amazing person after the yeah. next. And I, I can't wrap my head around Me it. Neither. And I'm really honored that, you know, they're all coming on the show yeah. and, I, I just think it's but a really also, great... Somebody had said this to me really and great. I agree. This is a... I mean, I know that the muck, which y'all are listening to right now, is the regular yes. muck episode, um, is pretty, can be pretty scandalous. There's lots of crazy things that happen. Yes. And these, these wild Ooh, and stories. Oh, and wait till today's story. Oh, yeah, mine too. And, uh, <laughs> but those little muck, giving a platform to people, um, folks who are elected or journalists or activists that are doing incredible work, like that's really a huge um, positive push for just focusing on the good, the good guys. Yes. Because it's really easy, especially for me as a pessimist to like, be like these, look at all these bad, terrible things that are happening yeah. to, to, to actually have hope, like to be given hope and like, and, and just good see people that, doing yeah, good that, work is yeah, so, that, so amazing. That they're giving time to make sure that they're yes. doing things that are good. And you know, I was, my husband and I went for a walk this morning with uh, the dog. Mm-hmm. I, I call it, our, our dog's name is Tedderson. We call him Teddy. And I'm like, oh, talks with Ted. Um, <laughs> we, oh, yeah, it's our, it's our little TED talk. And uh, we have like these really great conversations. But today we were talking about, you know, think talking about like the good and the bad mm-hmm. and how with the stimulus as an example, mm-hmm. when, you know, 45 was putting a stimulus package together, Democrats came out and voted for that package because that was what needed to happen for right. the good of the right. economy and the American people and whatever. Right. Yes, and they, yes. and they, they could have been assholes and all voted against it or whatever, but they chose to do what was right mm-hmm. for the people overall. And with this current administration that's trying to put forward another stimulus package, right. You know, most of the Democrats voted for it. Right. Um, but none of the Republicans did. Right. You know, and because they would rather just, you know, like the, it's always politics with them. Like it just shows that they don't care about the American people. They just all stick together. Mm-hmm. And I said to my husband, I said, you will never see all Democrats ever sticking together like that. Like never, ever, ever. No. Very rarely. Well, look at the eight very, who didn't vote for it. Yeah, like very rarely. And, but you will, cause, you know, cause my, my husband was like, no, you can never trust a Republican. And I said, well, well, we can trust them to always mm. be a block. And, right. Like, and that's it. I, I gotta, I, I say it all the time. I admire the fuck out of that. I admire it's this crazy. group of people who it's fucking cr- it, fall in line. It's, I, but it's, I it's, wish Democrats it's, were like that. But it's, I it's, really there's do. some kind of difference in the mind. Yeah. You know, well, really. They, 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 they're, it, but Tina, like, it's, we, it's fascinating. Kristen Cinema uh, well, gets on the floor of the house and just puts her thumb down. 
Put your thumb down. That's her. Oh, that's well, her my, but I know. But the way that she kind of she she oh, looks like she looked like, like, she looked like, like a twelve-year-old. She looked like a tween. Yeah, she looks like she just got with out her of little work. backpack. Yeah, she's and the way she kind of like yeah. came up there and was like me. No. P.S. That was a John McCain move. You know, I, I think she was. She's from Arizona, but like yes. that was a John McCain. John McCain. Remember, he came out and he voted against something. Yes, uh, and he put his thumbs down. That's what I think she was trying to emulate. Yeah, but no, it, it came off like tween. It came off like not even teenager. It looked. It was very middle school. Well, who, who, who's the majority leader here? Are we going to get our shit together and start fucking punishing people? Huh? That's what I would do. Let's go. Start punishing Kristen Cinema for not fucking getting on board. <sighs> and as Democrats, we're not for fifteen minimum wage. And I, we've had, we were talking about this last yes. night, and it's difficult for small businesses. I totally get it. It is. But we've been asking for this for fifteen fucking years. Well, so small businesses, all these things, need to get their shit together. Fifteen dollars an hour. Well, and it's a livable, it's, it's not even a livable wage, but it's getting closer to a right. livable and, wage. And depending on where you are, you know, $15 in Kentucky, Ohio, mm. you know, some of those states, like it's going to go a lot farther than if you put $15 in the middle of New York City or even down here yeah. like, to try to afford No, no, it's a rent. lot. It's, it's not a lot. It's not a lot. No. So I get it that in some areas, like people are going to benefit more and right. that dollar is going to go a, yes. a much longer way, but- if the states perhaps would do the right thing mm-hmm. on a state level right. and do what is a comparable, you know, livable wage per state, then maybe the federal government wouldn't have to come in. Right. Again, they've been asking for this for a long time. So to use COVID as businesses are really falling apart now because yeah. of COVID, to use that as an excuse, where was your excuse a year ago, two years ago, three years Ten ago? Ten years ago. It's enough already. It's enough it should already. Go up with the cost of living. Yeah. They don't. It's, it really should because it hasn't changed in the cost of, you know. Right. Mm-mm. Are you ready? Oh, no, you're telling me I'm first. first. Ooh. Yay. Okay. <laughs> so my daughter and I always go, guh, guh, guh. like when something funny happens, we're like, guh, guh, guh. that's a, uh, she does it all the time. When she says something dumb and I go, that's not funny. And she's like, guh, guh. and then I start uh, laughing. She's so, uh, such a sweetheart. <laughs> she's the best. I'm going to tell you Uh-oh. about current Ooh, we are on a roll. We are on a roll with these current motherfuckers. Ohio U.S. House Rep, Jim Jordan. Ooh. You know him. Yeah, I I think that he is on my list. He is. So I didn't know about this, but he's involved in the Ohio State University scandal. Mm. Do you know about this? Wrestling scandal? Yes, 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 yes. I did not know anything about this. And on Twitter this week... Um, he tweeted something about, um, they need to look into some fucking, some bullshit Democrats are doing. They need to look into this. And somebody retweeted and they're like, boy, they need to look into that wrestling scandal in Ohio state. And I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? And I looked and I looked it up and I'm like, holy Ooh, shit. I had no idea. Oh, I don't know a lot of the details. Okay. So let's get into this. So Jim Jordan, a little bit about him because this is scandal is pretty big, but Jim Jordan was born and raised in, um, Champaign County, Ohio. He attended and wrestled for Graham High School in graduating in 1982. He won state championships all four years that he was in high school and compiled a 156 to one win loss record. It's amazing. Um, he, by the way, as I was doing the story, I'm like, he would be so. F-. You know, we've done stories where like there's fights on the floor of the house. Oh, if he like, was there I would wrestling. love if he was wrestling. <laughs> Could you imagine he just starts fighting somebody and they start wrestling? I'm like, this motherfucker's gonna win. Oh my so, god. <laughs> he then in 
or like challenge somebody to wrestle yeah. would be funny. He then enrolled at the University of Wisconsin-Madison where he became a two-time NCAA Division I wrestling champion. Mm. Jordan won the 1985 and 1986 NCAA championships matches in the 134-pound weight class. Oh, he's he grew- small. He's tiny. But he's like six feet tall. Because I looked up his height. My mom's always like, Jim Jordan's tiny. She's always yeah. yelling at me, look at how small he is. And I was like, what? I only see him sitting at these yes. committee hearings. But when you look at him at a press conference, he does look kind of kind of short. But yeah. six feet isn't no six feet is tiny small. but 134 pounds 130. so it's like well you know i in high school um i don't know if this is still a thing that the wrestlers do but they have to meet weights yes, and they run in those hot well the, they run or yes. they, they're uh, there's a lot that are bulimic actually yes. because they you I, I remember a kid who was a tall kid and you know they get right at whatever the yes. cutoff is they want them right under because then they're a better competitor in the lower yes i class. remember and that my, was a thing like yes. they would like throw up and yes it, my and high school coach or my high crazy. school chemistry teacher was the wrestling coach and so in class sometimes the boys would come in they had been wearing like sweat sweat suits and um garbage bags to run around the yeah. track they come I mean, in that's just dangerous. covered in sweat to weigh themselves in the back of the classroom yeah. but they would have to take all that stuff off so they're basically standing in their underwear in the classroom, weighing themselves to see if they if they had met weight. Yeah, I mean it's and really. Of course, I was like, hi. <laughs> but it's an unhealthy no, no, practice bad. for yeah, for like young right people before a match, right? And for young people to kind of, yes. it's not about like eating well. It's it's not training them in the right way of no. like being healthy and and treating your body like the right, right. way, right? So. All this I, that's what I'm wondering. Like he was probably yeah. definitely running in garbage 134 bags. pounds. Yeah. Uh, he graduated with a bachelor's degree in economics in 1986, and he lost the 57 to 62 kilogram featherweight semifinal match at the 1988 U.S. Olympic wrestling trials, Dang. and he failed to make the so he didn't make the Olympic team. Um, but that's still how, like yeah, I mean you're, you're getting pretty yeah. high up there if you're even yeah. competing for the Olympics. Oh yeah. So he earned a master's degree in education from Ohio State University in Columbus and obtained a Juris Doctor degree from Ohio's Capital University Law School in 2001. Mm. And in a 2018 interview, he stated that he had never taken the bar exam. So, oh, so he just no did intentions the of actually, yeah, no intention to actually be a lawyer, but he got his law degree. Yeah. He was a wrestling assistant, assistant wrestling coach with Ohio State University's pro, wrestling program from 1987 to 1995. So he was yeah, working there that time. time. So he gets, so he was elected to the Ohio House of Reps in November 1994, and he represented the 85th Ohio District for three terms. In 2000, he defeated independent candidate Jack Kaffenberger to win a seat in the seat in the Ohio Senate with 88 percent of the vote. In 2004, he was reelected to the same seat. So then in 2006, he runs for the U.S. House to represent the 4th District in Ohio. He won the primary against Republican Mike Oxley and then went on to beat Democrat Rick Seifert in the general election. And he was subsequently reelected to that seat, which he currently still holds in 2012, 14, 16, 18, and in 2020. Okay, so he's just... So he's there, yeah. right? So a little bit about him um, in the in the U.S. House... He was, in 2005, while serving in the House, he was a founding member of the Freedom Caucus, which closely aligns with the Tea Party. So he's one of these guys, right? And he's all about less government in our lives. And this this caucus really, um, they're the ones who gave the the hard time to, to, uh, what's his name? Who am I thinking? Who was, the, who was the speaker? Boehner. John Boehner. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They gave yeah. him a hard time and pushed back and, and God, made his life fucking hell. Days. Yeah. Um, and he was a ranking member of the House Oversight Committee from 2019 to, to 2020. So this is the main investigative committee of the U.S. House reps. Um, they investigated, like, the Clinton scandal uh, when 
Oh, and he's on when an he investigative was, committee. He's yeah. Oh, and he's being he's been a ranking member on he's this. He's going to be investigated. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I love the irony. Um, they looked into like drug use in Major League Baseball. This is the kind of things that yeah. they hear about. They he had hearings about. They had hearings about ICE keeping kids in cages at the border, which maybe we'll have another hearing about that soon. I don't know. Sorry, <laughs> Tina. Um, this is where so this is where Jim Jordan becomes Jim Jordan, yes. right? Like there's so many people who serve at the, the federal level that you're never gonna know them uh because they do their job and they go back to their district and they they do the best they can for the people they represent. And then there's people like Jim Jordan who want to become famous. <laughs> That's how oh. I look at him. And so I know and him you know for being like this pit bull bulldog on these committees where these are hearings that that get televised and people pay attention to and he just sits there and like spouts off this like narrative and the talking points that are on fox news and pushes back on witnesses in ways that are like so inappropriate and wrong like the things he's saying are just flat out fucking wrong and you know what's funny is it it seems like the ones who are getting all or who are acting out in this way are mm. are ones that are uh, aligned with that freedom caucus and yes. you know the tea party and yes. uh, the fringe groups because right. and they're acting in sort of this fringe right behavior like this like that yeah. Marjorie Taylor Greene oh, her name is and God. then also the the new one Lauren Bobar yes. whatever oh this bitch talking about trans uh, oh, people my God. on the floor horrible was so fucking horrible offensive. it was so horrible I, and I'm looking at her thinking. Who are you? This life this woman has had. Yeah. The life she has had because of what she looks like, who she is. Yeah, she has no idea. It's so fucking insane yeah. that she's used her privilege in this fucking way. I mean, it's not insane. It's typical of this white, of it's, white women. It's, it's but this so is just, gross. Uh, it's fucking gross. And to think that a trans child or someone who believes they're trans, who is a child, you know, is like, it, it this is who I this. am, sees this. Yeah. It's just Or even what was disgusting. the sign that... That Marjorie Taylor Greene like put outside. They're all concerned about girls. Oh, what about the girls? What? I, I, it's you it's, fucking elected a president who attacks women. Right. <laughs> they, they, but you no, but, but they don't believe in that. They will sit there and rail against Clinton. Right. Right. But they will not say anything about Trump, and it doesn't make any sense. Like no. if you're against, like you know, people being rapists. Right. Because I can say that Clinton that, that Clinton was a dog. That Clinton. Yeah. You know, like that was his reputation. Like, right. I don't have a problem saying that, but they do not have a problem, you know, turning, right. you know, the light back on their own party members. It's, mm-hmm. it's bizarro to me. Yeah. You're right. Oh God. Okay. So, so okay. um, it just made him look, I mean, it, you know, when you get into this kind of circus act, which is what I yeah. kind of looked at him as, it's like every time it came back to him to talk or ask a question of witnesses, he would just be spouting off things that have been proven to be wrong and just aren't true. And the witnesses are like, buh, 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 because yeah. they're like, I don't know how to respond to this. This is not yeah, how do you respond? How do you right. respond to crazy? And then you're in the middle of a hearing. Exactly. Oh my God. So in February, <laughs> like, what? It, it's just weird. So in February, 2020, he left his position on the committee of oversight and was assigned to the house committee on the judiciary, which is a very powerful position as well. Um, and they're in charge of over- overseeing the administration of justice within the federal courts, administrative agencies and federal law enforcement entities. They also start with the, they do the articles of impeachment. Mm. So that's a really important uh, position. So some of his positions, he's of course a huge fan of Donald Trump. He received (sighs) the presidential medal of freedom from Trump, which by the way, those who are closed um, ceremonies. So like whatever Trump said, we don't know, like whatever reason he was given this thing, like he was probably just like, 
Dude, I like yeah. you, man. Here you go. Yeah. Can you imagine? So in December 2017, Jordan sought to discredit the FBI and special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation into the Russian interference into the 2016 election. Jordan, this was this was the shit show that was going on. So Jordan questioned the impartiality of Mueller and called on Deputy Attorney General Rod Ro- J. Rosenstein to use his authority to disband the Mueller investigation or create a special, second special counsel to simultaneously investigate Mueller himself. I mean, a Mueller who's a decorated, a decorated career as an FBI agent. This is who we're going to go after. Somebody who's given his entire life to service and protecting under multiple presidents, like trusted, a trusted human being under multiple presidents. And now he's supposed to be scrutinized. Politics bullshit. And we're going to attack this guy. But again, and I know I feel like I say this all the time, but the amount of time and money that is being wasted on this stuff, like it is I wish someone would do a report on that. How much did it cost? Yeah. And how much did it cost the taxpayers? Yeah. So at the end of the day, of course. So Rosenstein rejected the request saying that he could not appoint another special counsel as there are not any credible allegations of any potential crime, but it's just saying it, it's just putting the words out and causing disruption and getting folks who are at home watching Fox News going, yes, we need to investigate Mueller. Like it's just to to cause problems. All they want to do is investigate and like jail people. Yeah. Like it's so weird. It's just all these little mantras. Yes. You know, lock her up. Yes. Investigate. Like it's, it's, that's how they get them with these narrow minded slogans. Right. And there's no substance there. It's such garbage. Well, and they, they're and such they know fools. That, but that's, but that's they're right. fools. But they know that that's what's going to happen. That's why they do it. And yeah. people fall for it. They're duped. Mm. New York Times <laughs> reported that Republicans were increasingly criticizing Mueller's investigation after it, quote, delivered a series of indictments to high-profile associates of the president and evidence that at least two of them are cooperating with the inquiry, end quote. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. They fucked. They fucked us. They were involved with the Russians, you stupid fucks. In July 2000, that's that was the report, basically, quote for quote. <laughs> uh, in July 2018, Jordan led efforts to impeach Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein as a way to shut down the special. Now he's going to go after him to wow. shut down the investigation. During a hearing on July 12th, 2018, Jordan repeatedly interrupted FBI agent Peter Zorzak. While Zorzak tried to explain that he couldn't answer specific questions in order to preserve the confidentiality of an ongoing investigation. That was the other thing. He goes after these guys like Mueller or. Yeah, um, like, tell me, tell me, tell yeah, me. And, and they're like, like oh, we can't um, comment. I, I yeah. will have a, I will sit with the committee and give you guys information behind closed doors, but I cannot give. And so be, when you say like, I can't do this because it's like, that makes sense. Yeah. We can't start spilling the beans. Of course, you're go. investigating. And this guy's like, oh, that means you're lying. Yeah. That means there's no, oh, uh, Jordan's behavior caused committee Democrats to protest his tactics and to allow Sorzak to respond. They also objected to Jordan's exceedingly exceeding his allowed time for questioning House Judiciary Committee Chairman Republican Bob Goodlatte I'm sorry, good latte. No, that's not right. Good latte. That's probably all right. He whatever. He admonished Jordan for his repeated interruptions of the witness on October 23rd, 2019. Jordan and two dozen other Republicans staged a protest, remember this, that delayed a Trump impeachment inquiry hearing. The coordinated <sighs> action disrupted the U.S. House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, where Republican and Demo- Democratic congressional members planned to take testimony from Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense Lauren Cooper, or sorry, Laura Cooper. The group staged a sit-in outside the sensitive, con- sensitive compartmented information facility hearing room. And, do you remember when that happened? I don't. So they all... They wanted to make, they didn't want the the meeting to happen. So they all went 
to walk. They walked in and they can't, once the doors are closed, it's a closed hearing right. because of sensitive information that's going to be in there. They went in and disrupted it to keep it from happening. Oh like they were just trying just, to stop They're the just same. babies. Yeah. They're babies. Uh, in December 2020, Jordan was one of 126 Republican members of the House of Reps who signed an amicus brief in support of Texas v. Pennsylvania, a lawsuit, which I talked about a little bit last week, a lawsuit filed at the U.S. Supreme Court contesting the results of the 2020 presidential election in which Joe Biden prevailed over incumbent Donald Trump. The Supreme Court declined to hear the case on the basis that Texas lacked standing under Article 3 of the Constitution to challenge the results of the election held by another state. You can't go from one state, go after another state and say, you're voting, your results are wrong. Like, oh, you fucking, this is so, it's again, every waste, time, a lot of wasted time. I know, time. but every time I read about it, I go, I just can't believe that this is the thing that's happening. On January 6, 2021, Jordan cast a vote on Wednesday and Thursday to prevent the certification of the Electoral College in at least one state. Jordan was one of the three, 139 reps who voted to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election in Congress on January 7, 2021, the day after the storming of the Capitol. <laughs> At a later virtual committee meeting, Jordan said the storming of the U.S. Capitol, quote, was as wrong as wrong can be. Okay, but you still voted to fucking keep this shit going. Yeah. So the major incident uh, that happens with him or that has happened and is still kind of ongoing, but like calls into question like everything about who this person is and like the hypocrisy of him even thinking he can tell people what's right and wrong. Like he's a fucking piece of shit. So he's just a hypocrite. Yeah. So let's go back to when he was the assistant wrestling coach at Ohio State. Yeah. And he was right? that for what, like eight, nine years? Yeah. In, from 87 to 95. So um, Ohio State University began an independent investigation in April 2018 into allegations of sexual misconduct oh. against former wrestling team physician Richard Strauss. Trigger warning for anybody who's this sexual abuse might trigger you. I'm just going to, we'll get into it, but it's not going to be too detailed, but enough to like, it's gross. So Strauss, uh, this doctor was the team physician during Jordan's tenure as assistant coach. And Strauss uh, ends up committing suicide in 2005. Um, but a little bit about him. He received his medical degree from the university of Chicago in 1964. Um, he was an intern as an associate in the hospital system in Chicago um, in June, 1965. He was in a Navy from 66 to 68 as a uh, part of the medical corps. He did a two year postdoctoral fellowship at the school of medicine at the university of Washington until 1970. He worked as an assistant professor of physiology at both the university of Pennsylvania and the university of Hawaii. Um, he at, also in Hawaii, he worked as a medical resident at Rutgers university, um, I'm sorry, after Hawaii, that's where he worked at Rutgers University. Yeah. Um, and he, has, he was also a research fellow at Harvard Medical School from 75 to 78. And there's no records of misconduct at any of his time at any of these universities. There's nothing that happened before Ohio, at least. Um, nothing has come out. Okay. So he was hired as assistant professor at the Ohio State University College of Medicine in September 1978. And shortly afterward, he began volunteering as a team physician at Larkins Hall, um, uh, which is Ohio State's physical education building, okay? Uh, he was appointed to a position in the athletics department in 1981 and to the student health department in 1994. In athletics, Strauss served as a team physician for multiple teams, including men's swimming and diving, wrestling, gymnastics, fencing, and lacrosse. He additionally treated students on the hockey, cheerleading, volleyball, soccer, track, golf, baseball, everything, right? So all the university or college yes, uh, they would go sports. in there for yeah. their physicals. Strauss was not formally appointed to a position at Student Health until 1994, but was known to have started performing treatments there as early as 1978. Oh. 
1979, athletics department officials knew that Strauss's con- St- Strauss conducted unusually prolonged genital examinations <gasps> on male athletes and that athletic staff Ew. were not permitted to be present <gasps> during these examinations. So that's 1979. Ugh. They knew this was happening. So wh- I why keep him on the staff? Uh, 1979? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. I, Maybe it had something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they didn't think this right. was a big deal. I mean, I guess not. Um, in addition, Strauss was known to shower alongside male <gasps> students at Larkins Hall, a behavior which was unique to Strauss among team physicians. Well, yeah, who's doing that? This whole, here's, here's another reason why, because I'm going to get into it, but like the entire culture of like everything seemed to be sexualized in this Larkins Hall. Like it was a fucking nightmare in this building. And it, and I think that, I don't know if they were ignoring it. I, I don't know. It was just like a culture of like, this is just how it was here. Yeah, and then yes. it just became accepted. And so kind of like it was no. Oh. And like, even the athletes knew that this kind of thing was, was and they're just like, happening. okay, I'm on this team, but Hey, you know, just know the doc's yeah. going to be next to you in the shower. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, um, between 1979 and 1996, oh, multiple students God. complained about Strauss's excessive, um, and unnecessary genital examinations, but no action was taken <gasps> by Ohio State until January 1996 when he was placed on administrative leave in response to patient complaints. And are these are primarily males? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Larkins so, Hall, which served um, Ohio State as its physical education facility, like I said, was perceived as a sexualized environment, and multiple witnesses reported that voyeurism and public sex acts occurred <gasps> there from the early 1980s to the late to late 1990s. 30 wrestlers, gymnasts report and gymnasts reported voyeurs were routinely present at Lark- Larkins Hall in the locker room, shower, and <gasps> sauna areas, ranging from college age to approximately 60 years old. Oh, the no. leering voyeurs would um, ogle, ogle, ogle student athletes that were using the facilities, and some would masturbate. So they're just like, hey, uh, uh, oh, you you like you like uh, some strapping young college men. Go hang out in the sauna and do your business. Yeah. And I'm wondering of this really a double standard because I would imagine that even in the 70s and 80s, if mm-hmm. it was females coming forward. Right. Maybe that it would be different. I think it would be immediately, right. I, hopefully. And how many men do you think maybe, actually didn't and, but, come forward? But yeah, but maybe because it's men mm. that they didn't take it as seriously. Maybe. You know? Maybe. But what, at what point do you need to look at someone's dick to give them a physical exam? I, I mean, is that, that's not, that cannot be routine. No, no, no. They got to do like the, you know, they got to pull your balls or whatever it is. <laughs> like cough? Yeah. I mean. It's like the army thing, you know. But my God. But that's like two seconds. Yeah, no. So, oh, was, so uh, he's just fondling them. Yes. Oh, my God. Strauss uh, was counted among the voyeurs, of course, and former OSU students stated that Strauss would shower among athletes multiple times per day. Or stare into the shower while seated on a stool. Oh my God, get out. I mean, I take a shower at home, by the way. Like, well, yeah, but not that that's to avoid it. This should not be happening there. Yeah, I know. But, but like, if, you're, if you saw that in a stool, you'd be like, well, maybe later I'll take oh, a shower. Like, yeah. get the fuck out of there and kick him in the face on your way out. Like, get get the fuck yeah. out of there. This, this is, is, this this is, is went up for bizarre. decades, Tina, yeah, for this decades. This is bizarre. I know. Bizarre. So, in addition, Peepholes were found in bathroom <gasps> stalls and shower walls. Holy, what is going on at this school? Yeah, come on. Where's the administration? Not not answering these calls to action. And where's like, that assistant uh, director? Hello, hello. So after a closed door hearing on June fifth, nineteen ninety six, Strauss was terminated from his position with the athletics department at the end of July nineteen ninety six, and terminated from student health on August fifth, nineteen ninety six. However. 
Strauss opened a private off-campus clinic and continued <gasps> to abuse male patients there. Former employees of the off-campus men's clinics of America recalled Strauss placing advertisements in the student newspaper promising student discounts and prompt treatment of genital issues. Ew. He also continued uh. as a tenured faculty member in the School of Public Health until his voluntary retirement on March 1st, 1998, upon which he gained emeritus status. No. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. No. Yeah. No. Creep. That, have one. they stripped is that i mean i know you said that he well yeah so uh, so so then uh he he ends up dying by suicide in august 2005 but i think because the heat was coming down like it's in this yeah. so according to and, his and suicide, was he married was he no 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 no, 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 no. no. so he just, according to his suicide note he had been suffering from quote significant escalating medical and pain problems since january 2002 end quote fuck you Fuck you. Um, he didn't want to go to jail. Yeah. He had no one left to fondle. He had no no more access to, oh to my God. men. In, uh, in, in 2019, OSU published its annual campus safety report, which reflected that Strauss committed 1,430 <gasps> instances of fondling and 47 rapes during <gasps> his tenure. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. But also a lot of these young men didn't come out for years, like years rapes. later. Yeah. Oh my God. Shameful. This whole this thing is, is, horrible. is shameful. And this also like horrible. You go back to like when these institutions cover up things and you start to think about like at what point this could have stopped. In, in when, like, 1979? Yeah, when <laughs> like how many people were raped yeah. and fondled and oh, are affected for the rest of their lives. You and not to mention the other voyeurs that are coming and going in there yeah and what assaults may have happened with those people yes. and there are these people that he was bringing it oh my yeah, god who, it's a good point like how the fuck do they even know to go there yeah it reminds me of that penn state scandal oh, remember the penn state god. scandal that guy yeah uh, the football uh, Sandusky. Coach? yes Ooh, honey oh so Let's get back to our good friend Jim Jordan. Oh, right? oh my God. He's this fucking motherfucker, right? In early 2000, June 2018, at least eight former wrestlers said that Jordan had been aware of but did not respond to right. allegations of sexual misconduct by Strauss. Jordan's locker was next to Strauss, and Jordan <gasps> spent so much time in the locker room that he created an, and awarded himself a, quote, king of the sauna certificate <gasps> to the member of the team who spent the most time in the sauna talking smack. So, so he was in there all the time. So what? He's like Strauss's buddy. Like, is he involved in this? Well, is there's that no the, allegations of that. Right. But he was. If you're in this fucking locker room and all oh, fucking you had, day, yeah. you see people sitting on stools. Oh yeah, no, he had to have known. Come on. And if, July, if one student said something, yes. he should have investigated yes. or done something. In July 2018, Jordan's congressional spokesman Ian Fury released a statement in which Ohio State wrestling coach Russ Hellickson reportedly said, quote, at no time while Jim Jordan was a coach with me at Ohio State did either of us ignore abuse of our wrestlers. This is not the kind of man Jim is, and it is not the kind of coach that I was, end quote. Fucking bullshit. Yeah. These are two so, motherfuckers. So these eight covering are just each, lying. They're covering up okay. for each other. That's yeah. what they're doing. And he probably loves that his buddy Jim Jordan is a fucking U.S. house oh, rep. Please. And so now we're going to fucking make sure everybody knows the story when you know goddamn well what the fuck was happening in that fucking locker room. Fuck you. And you know what? They you're probably not going, went you're to not the dying coach. with a clear conscience who, on this. That's how, I mean, that's who they would go to first. Of course. Their coach. Of course. Former wrestling team members David Range, Mike DeSabato, and Den- 
Danyasha Yetz asserted that Jordan knew of Strauss's misconduct. Yetz said, quote, for God's sake, Strauss's locker was right next to Jordan's and Jordan even said he'd kill him if he tried anything with him, end quote. That's what a fucking student heard <gasps> Jim Jordan say to Strauss. So if he's you like, you do, yeah, me, yeah, go do what you got to do, but yeah. don't, don't, don't mess with me. me. What a disgusting person. Okay. So he fucking knew. No wrestlers have accused Jordan of sexual misconduct. However, Jordan was named as a defendant in a lawsuit against the university by four former wrestlers. Uh, several former wrestlers, including ex-UFC fighter Mark Coleman, alleged that Helixson contacted two witnesses in an attempt to pressure them to support Jordan the day after they accused the congressman of turning a blind eye to <gasps> alleged sexual abuse. So now we're fucking with witnesses. Wow. Jordan has refused to cooperate with investigations into Strauss. Jordan... Listen, you, you're gonna, you're fucking. This is the explode. guy. This is the your guy in all explode. the hearings. You, uh, we want yeah. the truth. Yeah. Okay. Jordan uh, has. Uh, Jordan described his accusers as quote pawns in a political plot end quote. Oh. And stated that he did not even hear any locker room talk about Strauss or sexual abuse at OSU. Okay. So could you? Okay. So like my point. You're there is this, nine years, eight years. Yeah. You heard something. But just because now you're a you're an elected official, it's political yeah. plot. If you were like an accountant after this or a lawyer, and they were saying you knew about this, do they hate lawyers and accountants? Yeah. No. It's because it doesn't matter what your job is now. Yeah. You were a witness to abuse, and you turned your back on these kids i know they're over 18 but they're no, fucking they're, kids they're, in a place where they trusting they're, they're young people yes and they trust that this is a safe environment their parents oh. send them to the school thinking this is a safe environment and there's peepholes in the fucking shower there's an old creep sitting on a stool oh. jerking off to oh. your kid oh my you god you motherfucker oh i'm pissed Whew. in response to jordan's denials mike de sabato one of the students said quote i considered jim jordan a friend but at the end of the day, he is absolutely lying if he says he doesn't know what was going on, end quote. There you go. On July 13th, 2018. Just, I mean, yeah. he, he's got to come clean and just say, you know, yeah. Yes. I knew about it. No, I didn't know. I never could, do yeah, it. He'll he's never a, he do it. He takes that Trump. Deny, deny, deny. On July 13th, 2018, the editorial board of the Cleveland Plain Dealer newspaper asserted that, quote, Jim Jordan must acknowledge what he knew, end quote. Yeah. In May 2019, Di Sabato, one of the students, filed a Title IX lawsuit against OSU. In Good. one count of the court papers, Debato claimed that a second cousin of Jordan's attempted to, quote, intimidate and retaliate against him oh, for okay. coming out. In, in 2019, Di Sabato shared text messages with NBC News that were corroborated by another former wrestler, indicating that Jim Jordan, Russ Hellickson, and high school wrestling coach Jeff Jordan – who is Jim's younger brother, conspired to engage in witness tampering and intimidation when they called Coleman and Coleman's parents to pressure Coleman to recant his earlier accusation that Jordan was aware of the abuse. Wow. So he is so concerned is three with years himself. Ago. Three years ago. He's so concerned with himself rather than the well-being. Yeah. Rather than saying, yeah, you know, I didn't know this and let these, these, these people, because the university yeah. owes them. Oh my, oh yeah, well, we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah. So in November 2019, a retired wrestling referee filed a lawsuit alleging that he had warned Jordan and Hellickson about Strauss's misconduct. Ooh. So now we have someone who's not a student. Right. Jordan dismissed the referee as, quote, another person making a false statement. Oh, because er everyone's, everyone's lying. lying yeah. Everyone's lying. And he's so trustworthy. In February 2020, uh, Adam DeSabato, the brother of Mike DeSabato, testified before the Ohio House Civil Justice Committee that, quote, Jim Jordan called me. Crying, crying, 
groveling on the 4th of July, begging me to go against my brother, begging me, crying for a half an a half hour. That's the kind of cover-up that's going on here, end quote. Wow. And those investigations are still going on in, in the Ohio house. He should, I mean, does, does Jim Jordan have children? I don't, I, you know what, I don't know, I didn't look up anything about I mean, his Even if life. you don't have children, but, I mean, what what are you doing? I don't know. What are you doing? These are people who are already hurt. Yeah. Who have already suffered. But, but And you're so for- concerned with your own political That's career. Right. It's That's disgusting. Right. It's about how is it going to be take power away from him? Yeah. So... Um, so finally, following an independent 2019 investigation, which found that Richard Strauss had sexually abused at least 177 oh students, God. that's like the as much as they could get the, uh, the uh, evidence for, for during 1979 to 1997, oh my Ohio State University agreed to pay $40.9 million Good. to settle the lawsuits of 162 men who alleged sexual abuse during former universities, his, his tenure there as a doctor. And there's other lawsuits that are remain outstanding. So this is still yeah, an ongoing good. thing. The school is is culpable here. I mean, my yes. God. I mean, there are people that from the seventies were trying to say something, and they let it happen. Yes, they're at fault. Absolutely. Just fire him. Like what? What allegiance did they owe this doctor? I have no idea. You know what I mean? Like they heard it, and they could say, "Listen, man, it's not just one student. Yeah, it's the it's several students now. Like you're, you know." Hey, I, I don't know if I believe this or not, whatever the hell they want to say to him, but you got to go yes. and fire him. Like what, why are they holding on to him for 20 years? Like what, you know what I mean? Like there's no other doctor out in the world that right. they can hire to. <laughs> it's to, literally a university. There's no doctors yeah. there that you can that just graduated. Yeah. Like you can take on. I, know. Like, I mean, I don't understand. Like what, what's the need to hold on to this guy for? Who knows? It's bizarre. Like just get rid of him. You no, know, sometimes these, maybe he had a relationship with a Dean or a relationship with the president yeah, of the school. Okay. Like so, who knows? So what one the Dean, but then eventually no those idea. people are, yeah. are, 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 are moving on. Yeah. It, it's something else. It's all about, co- it's, it's just like all of these entities, the church, these mm. schools, it's mm. all, it's, it's all this cover up machine, but it's it, the way that it's thought out. It's so short term. Like it's like, well, how can we fix this? Like, how can we do this right now? And they don't think long term of every one of your names is, are going to be associated when this yeah. thing finally does come out. Like you all will be associated with this. So either cut it up now, fix it right now and put an end to it. Or let it go on forever, and then every single person that's that is is going to be tarnished in that entire thing. Not to mention, I mean, fuck your name. There's people being abused here. Yeah, I mean, it's just fucking incredible. It's incredible. Oh my god, I had no idea. I had no idea. God, and I just think, I mean, and he's still sitting there, all yelling the school, at people. There's so many school. There's so many of these institutions of, of who the hell knows what's going on. Yeah, and what's been covered up. It's mm. just. It's a mess. It's frightening. I know. It's frightening. <sighs> All right, are you ready? <laughs> yes. I, I, I'm, I, I'm just so... I know. I'm sorry. Okay, well, this is a little bit lighter. <laughs> okay, good. Okay. <laughs> oh, thank God. So today... Yes. I'm going to tell you the story of former U.S. House representative mm. from Louisiana. Oh, come on, girl. Let's go. William J. Jefferson. Okay. So William J. Jefferson served nine terms as wow. U.S. U.S. House Rep beginning in 1991, but when the FBI raided his offices in 2006, mm-hmm. Jefferson faced a hefty prison term. Nice. I love a good FBI raid. Yes. So our story takes place in NOLA. Hey. So another corruption scandal out of Louisiana, <laughs> yeah. the state that keeps on giving. Oh. I mean, I, I, we could have probably like a year's worth <laughs> yeah. of muck just from Louisiana. We could, yes. So uh, before I go into details... 
a little bit of background. Mm -hmm. And again, my caveat is not the whole life story. Yes. Just an overview. So some basics. He was born in Louisiana in 1947. Mm. He grew up in poverty. Mm. And according to his wiki page, his family owned their land, though. So it was a rarity at a time because rather than sharecropping, Mm -hmm. where someone would be the tenant of the land and share a portion of the crops with the landowner, like they actually owned their land, but they still, you know, were poor. Um, He earned his BA from Southern University, which was a historically black college. And then he got his JD from Harvard. Wow. Yeah. So he begins his political career in 1973 when he served as a legislative assistant for U.S. Senator Jay Bennett Johnston. And then he served as a Louisiana state senator from 1979 to 1990 and then the U.S. House beginning in 1991. So he had a long political career. So his uh, U.S. House rep page notes that he served on several committees and that he specialized in trade and tax issues. Mm. He advocated for trade opportunities in Brazil and Africa. He pushed for a small business loan program after Katrina, and he drafted an amendment which ended up passing, extending the deadline for small business loans for minority-run businesses, and this is post-Katrina. So he did a lot of good things. Good things. And his wiki page also noted that his family used to run the Progressive Democrats in NOLA, which was considered one of the best get out the vote programs uh, in that in in uh, New Orleans. Okay, so another guy doing a lot of good things. (laughs) And then the big thing. Yes. So the major incident, the thing that sort of Uh, puts him in the national spotlight Mm -hmm. is Jefferson was accused of taking bribes and hoping to bring in even more cash by making deals with leaders in Africa. So yes. So, and I'll get into sort of what he did. So according to Brinstall's advocate article, the FBI filmed Jefferson exchanging money with a wealthy businesswoman from Virginia who turned informant. So, uh, WJLA provided more info and stated that this businesswoman, uh, her name was Lori Mo- uh, Modi. She went to the feds because she was pissed off that Jefferson allegedly swindled her out of $3.5 million. Whoa. Come on. That's a lot of money. That's a lot so of money. She's like pissed off. So she goes to the feds and they're like, will you wear a wire? Will you? And yeah. okay. And so that's how they get this. And they film him and, and allegedly, they meet at a hotel. She gives Jefferson $100,000 in a suitcase. Mm. I've always wondered what that's like to yes. open a suitcase oh, full of money. Like, what God. is that light? Like, how heavy know. is it? But how somebody, much fits in a suitcase? Yeah. Like, But if you're in a hotel room and someone's handing that to you, you're being wired. Yeah, There's I mean. <laughs> There's no way this is happening. I mean, a suitcase full of cage. Oh, cage. my God. Bye. You never Bye. see me again. <laughs> it's just a lot. So, yeah. uh, WJLL. L.A. further reports that Jefferson's plan was to use that money Mm -hmm. to bribe then Nigerian vice president to get in on a multi-million dollar telecommunications business. Jesus. So he wanted to get money from this telecommunications business. So he's like, hey, here's some money. Like, get me in on this deal. Let me ask you something. Did he find out about this deal through a Nigerian prince who sent him an email and said, come help me out and give me some money? 
Well, he was working. Wait, and, that's a funny joke. Wait a I minute. Know. Hello. Oh, do you oh. know this? How wait? <laughs> do you know how people get involved in scams? They get a, an email. Oh, they get Nigerian the email. Prince. Yeah, 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 if yeah. You yeah, send yeah. me a thousand dollars. I'll give you five thousand back. But I really need your help. Okay. Yes, sorry. Yes. That, yes. That was sorry. It went over <laughs> no, my head. It went over okay. my head. <laughs> okay. So still, I, always, I had to warn my mother. Like, there, there's mom. Don't ever open this email. Do not respond to these. You know. <laughs> like, well, so so my mother called me recently and was like, AT and T sent me a text about you know like. Uh, an iPad and I said please do not do yeah, not don't open click it. it don't yeah. click it <laughs> and then um there's been Wells Fargo ones coming yes, out yes that are I've like click these. here click here and I told my mother like do not click yes. and she's like no no I won't click and I'm like just hit delete yes please oh, dear god. god all right so Stoll's article highlights some of the best part of this okay. bust that happens so this is the part that made the headlines the feds know that he took this $100,000. So then they are like, okay, we're going to raid his offices and we're going to raid his house to, you know, see what's going on. Yeah. And they find $90,000 of that $100,000 wrapped up in aluminum foil and stuffed in food cartons in his freezer. Wow. Oh, so they're really? In like, Money in a freezer. Money that in a familiar. freezer. <laughs> There's somebody I'd like to cover that I've been told not to cover who had money stuffed in his freezer. Ooh. And maybe one day I'll be able to actually cover that one case. One day. Ugh. Oh my God. But it was in like Boca Burger packs, like Pillsbury <laughs> pie crust, like, smart. you know, yes, yes, yes. Um, and there's a great picture that'll be on our Insta of them, you know, of them like yes. showing oh, the money this. in the freezer next, just like next to the frozen vegetables, oh all God. this money. I, I, I mean, I, what a dream come true. I would love to open up my freezer and, and there's just money. Of of dollars. I, it's like, but how do you, you know, how, how do you explain that? I feel like $100,000 in the freezer, it has to be ill-gotten. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Unless you've been socking your money away and you don't believe in banks or yeah, something. Yeah, right. Like there's a whole like, other n- side yeah. that's like that doesn't make any sense. It, you know, who's doing that? Yeah. And so <laughs> one headline I saw called him William Cold Cash. Woo! Jefferson because it was in the freezer. <laughs> straight cash, homie. Straight cash. Cold cash. Cold yeah. hard cash. I love it. So an NPR article explained that even before the indictment, though, Mm -hmm. there were rumors that Jefferson was using his position to get more business and he earned this moniker, Dollar Bill Jefferson. (laughs) So people were already kind of talking, you know, uh, other government officials, like they're like, this guy is involved in stuff, but they didn't really have the goods on it. And then when this story broke, it was like, oh yeah, no, kind of, he's always had this reputation. Oh my gosh. So WJLA did report that Jefferson's defense was that he was acting as a private businessman and not as an elected official. Mm -hmm. So he's trying to say um, he's just this go between and I'm not using my position as an elected as this this holding this office Mm -hmm. that I'm just doing this on a separate thing as a but I feel like I don't know how you can really separate that you can't because you have power with that title yes give me a break so CBS News reported that Jefferson you know again said that he was just this go-between between between Modi the lady uh, the informant and the Nigerian VP and that it was really her deal Mm. so he's like no I'm just this go-between I was just helping her out like it it was not my thing Mm mm-mm so the case was about proving whether he was using his public office, specifically his role on the House and Ways and Means Committee. So he and that's a huge committee to be on. Mm-hmm. So he was on that committee. Was he using it for private gain? And Johnston and Zelani of the New York Times wrote that he would promote his own businesses via that committee. Wow. But he wouldn't inform folks that he had a stake in those right. businesses. Right, right. Right. Other people so, would be like, you can't talk about this. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so he's up to some shady stuff. Right. 
And then CBS also explained that Jefferson was also accused of hiding this scheme by saying the bribes were, quote, consultant fees for fake companies under his siblings' names. Stop. Right. So and then it's like, oh, I'm consulting. But meanwhile, it's all these bribes going on. But there's so much intricate work that went into this fucking scam like oh to put businesses in his siblings names yes to tell they have to be on the up and up hey by the way oh they, they have to know what's on going this. on yeah, yes like, the all of the work that went into this what's well, a lot of money i know it's a lot of money but it's my god lot. he's I know. just a straight criminal p.s uh i wondered was he doing any of this stuff when he was in the when he's working in the state or is this all started when he was on the federal level that i don't you, know you didn't see anything about, i didn't like no 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 Louisiana. no no so this all started when he could actually Well, I mean, but maybe access. well, but maybe he did do stuff that we never came about. out. Yeah, 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 who knows. But the monetary total that was uncovered Oh god. Yeah. was about $450,000. Jesus. And Johnson and Zelaney offered more info on these bribes, noting that Jefferson turned to oil, communications, satellite transmission, sugar industries, and more for stocks and retainer fees for projects in Africa. Wow. And they also reported that the indictment claimed that Jefferson quote led official delegations to Africa, wrote letters to American and foreign officials, and assigned members of his staff to promote ventures in which he had a financial interest. Wow. So he, again, is like... so wrong. Yeah. Hugely uh, invested. So the charges that come up against him, there were about 16 charges, and they ranged from bribery, fraud, money laundering, racketeering, obstruction of justice, wire fraud, RICO... And violating the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act. Mm. So Christian Science Monitor's Dave Cook wrote that Jefferson faced up to 33 years in prison. And the article also explained that this request for that sort of super long sentence was the longest ever made compared to others who had committed similar crimes. In fact, Jefferson's defense team stated that no one had ever gotten more than 100 months, and that included folks who had been involved in cases surpassing Jefferson's bribery amount. Mm. So other politicians involved in other schemes are not getting sort of hit with this huge sentencing. So it's the... So, the, so they're saying it's really not fair, and that was part of the case, too. Is it because he's black? Is I don't know. Saying, they ever... didn't really say, but, I mean, mm. is that the implication? That sounds like it's the implication. So Cook also explained that Jefferson was the first member of Congress charged with violating the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act. Mm. And according to Justin, uh, justice.gov, this act was... Um, enacted in 1977 and it developed these anti-bribery uh, provisions mm-hmm. quote making it unlawful for certain classes of persons and entities to make payments to foreign government officials to assist in obtaining or retaining business right. which is like exactly what he was doing right right, I right. Mean, so the sent the sentencing he ends up being acquitted of five of the counts. Okay. And he's convicted of 11 counts for Whoa. accepting over $400,000 in bribes. Jesus. And he gets 13 years <gasps> in prison. Wow. So Cook reported that the judge at the time, T.S. Ellis, had this to say regarding Jefferson's actions. Quote, a, that he was, quote, a cancer on the body politic. And sentencing documents further noted that, quote, the defendant betrayed the public's trust time after time by using his congressional office as a criminal enterprise to further a pattern of racketeering acts of corruption and self-enrichment. Jesus. U.S. Attorney Dana Fuente had this to say, quote, no person, not even a congressman is above the law, 
$90,000 in a freezer is not a gray area. It's a violation. Mm. And there were people that were on his side. And there was Reverend Aubrey Wallace of Jefferson Parish, who believed there were political motivations from the prosecution and said in support of Jefferson, mm. quote, if Marion Barry can be convicted of smoking crack cocaine on video oh, and wow. come back, then I think Bill Jefferson can have a second chance. Why, though? But why? Why would you do that? He's already shown you who he is. He's a fucking criminal. I know. I mean, I know. Mary and Barry, just because he... That was wrong, though. That she shouldn't have been reelected. <sighs> I know. Get the fuck out. So some of the aftermath. Uh, one thing that is I there thought- nobody else to be elected? I mean, can't I find anyone else to be that's great elected? Like, give me a break. So uh, one thing I found that was funny is this all started going down in May 2006 as Jefferson was running for re-election. Oh, God. And he won his seat. Of course he did. So the trial, though, was still going on. So he still, he like ran. Wow. He won. And then he lost it, though, in the next go round in 2008. And I think it was around 2009 where he was finally sentenced. But it was just funny that he's still running despite like being part of of this indictment. Like, it's not funny. That's called the Muck Podcast. I know. That's that's what we fucking talk about here. And then and then in 2006, when everything first came out, he was uh, removed from his committee position shortly after that raid and indictment. And folks were unhappy. Uh, mm. That that happened at the time. They're like, you can't just remove him. Like, this is just their allegations. Nothing's been proved. Like, that sort of thing. Well, so, so this reminds me of um, Kwame Kilpatrick. When when something, when they're running and there's some shit going on. Yes. They can, if you're very smart and good at what you're doing in politics and you're the person who's being accused of all this stuff and you're running, you can turn it to where you're the victim. Yes. And you're everybody's out to get you. And people love that shit. Yes. Voters love that shit. And they oh, want to keep voting. Oh, he's a good voting. guy. Yeah. We don't know I mean, anything. and he's been involved for a long time. Yeah. So you, you can, know? if you do it the right way, you all of a sudden you're the victim, even though you know you're guilty of that shit. Yes. Like you're totally Come fucking on. guilty. So in t- some points of interest. So in 2017, um, Lewis Nelson of Politico reported that, a, that the same uh, U.S. District Judge, the T.S. Ellis, who uh-huh. sentenced him oh, no. earlier, tossed out seven of the 10 charges against Jefferson. The article notes that SCOTUS uh, had set a precedent with a previous case. So there was this other case that was happening with a Virginia governor. Mm -hmm. And because those charges were dropped, Jefferson was able to earn time off of his original sentencing because the same type of charges that were dropped in that one case, now they can look at case law from that and go back to this case. So, you know, that, that happened. So a little more about SCOTUS here. So what um, the, the whole thing was sort of set on this idea of, of an official act, right? Okay. And so what constitutes an official act in terms of like an official act in the capacity of your role as a rep versus right. like my role as a citizen? Right. They changed, that changed with their ruling on that Virginia case. So because his act of bribery wasn't part of his office. So for example, an mm. official act would be I'm taking a bribe and um, I'm going to vote yay or nay on a bill that's coming up. That's me, an official act as my role as a house rep. As a direct impact from the bride. Right. Right. And not me, like I'm profiting on a side business. That's okay. not, so that's where before it was sort of, the umbrella was bigger. Now it's smaller. And so that's how he got off of those wow. charges. So, fuck the Supreme Court again. Yeah. So 
Jesus. Yeah. So again, he was just using his, pos- he wasn't really using his position, I guess is what they're I saying. I mean, why are we, why are we making it harder to convict fucking elected officials? Like, Who are why- doing crime. Yeah, yeah. Like, why are we doing that? Brinstall of The Advocate further reported that Jefferson was released in December 2017 after five years and five months in prison. Mm. Stoll also noted that this was in, in addition to $189,215.42 seized by the FBI. Mm-hmm. And ABC News reported that when the feds uh, showed up to Jefferson's house to confront him about the bribe, I thought this was interesting. Um, I Supposedly, like one of the feds was, feds was like, where's my 100000 Because he had just picked up this money. And mm. he's like, what? And they come in and talk to him and... You know, they spill it all like we have you on tape and this and that. They confront him about the bribe. They confront him about the money that Jefferson kind of was like, oh, man, well, what, what do you think I, I should do, guys? Like and I started asking them for advice about Jesus. like like their friends about next steps. He's like, what are my, what should my next steps be? How do I protect my reputation? Like oh my things God. like that. And they're like, dude, we're, 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 we're here. To- <laughs> we're, we're not with you. We're not for you. So I thought that was funny. I was like, what? Wow. Mm-mm. Another thing I thought was interesting is at the time, Democrats said that the feds couldn't raid Jefferson's office. So they had raided his home and that's where they found the money in the freezer. But they also raided his office. OK. And they said that congressmen are somehow immune from having their congressional offices searched because of the, quote, speech and debate clause that protects congressmen from prosecution for what they say on the floor. And they want to say that that somehow stretches into their personal office space. Can you believe that? Fucking Democrat piece of oh shit. Oh my God. Fuck off. I was like, this is some garbage. This has been, and this then has the been a hard week for me to be a Democrat, Tina. And Republicans come out and say, well, you guys are a bunch of hypocrites. And I agree. Of course. I agree. If you're doing shady shit, why do you get to hide that in your office and like no one gets to go in there? No. Mm, come on. I can't stand it. These motherfuckers, Tina. I know. And this was the first time a lawmaker's office was ever raided by the feds. Wow. So that's why it became this whole question of can you go in an office and all this stuff. I mean, listen, why why wouldn't we? We let fucking insurgents run into people's Uh, offices and go through shit. So why why, why not catch the feds that can't go in? We fucking allowed everybody else to walk through there. Give me a break. So after being released, Jefferson was fighting to not have to pay almost $400,000 in a civil case from folks who believed they were swindled by Jefferson in the telecommunications company scheme. So there were people that like invested in that company mm-hmm. and they're like, where's our money? Like we gave you money. You're making this oh, deal. Oh, wow. Yeah. So now there's this other separate lawsuit. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, and, but he's saying like, I don't have to pay that civil. Like he's trying to fight against that. <laughs> and then... um. I found another article that I thought was interesting and it criticized Jefferson during Katrina. Oh, so because alleged, and this has nothing to do with his bribery case, but it kind of shows a bit of this guy's character. But then I was thinking maybe it does have to do with this, but anyway, allegedly when things were very chaotic after the storm, Mm -hmm. you know, um, the national guard was going in and like rescuing people off of roofs and like, you know, there were, it, it, it was chaotic mess. Yes. So he calls, in the National Guard to take him to his home so that he could just go in the house and like get his property. Meanwhile, people are waiting to be rescued. 
on rooftops. Holy and fuck. the ABC News article explained that he asked to be taken. So this was this is what the ABC News article. He's like, hey, National Guard, can you take me on a tour of the neighborhood so I can see what's going on? And make while they're right. on. And yeah, then it's like, right. hey, turn here. And Whoa. he goes to his house, which they were not expecting. Wow. They're like, we're the, they were the, used, the guy was like, so they were used I, right. by him. The National Guard also claimed that they waited on the porch for an hour. Holy While he went in his shit. house to get his stuff. And now I'm thinking, dang, did mm. he have some stash of cash in the freezer where he's like, I got to get this stuff out of here? Maybe. Like, why is he so desperate to go back to his house? Holy Maybe. I mean, this shit. is years prior to that, but he claimed that he just wanted to check. But his whole thing was, no, no, no. I want to check on my residence and make sure everybody's okay. What? A Come on. He's a piece of shit. Can you imagine? Like, they're trying to rescue people. And he's like, hold on a second. Wait outside. Ugh. And he goes in the house for an hour. An hour is a wow. long time when people wow. are waiting to be saved. Yes! Oh, my God. My God. He's such a piece of garbage. Oh, my God. And then... But yeah, re-elect him. That sounds yeah, like a great re- yeah, idea. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's out now. Um, and the other thing, just... I guess uh, for his family, he had five really, really successful daughters, though. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and they, um, you <laughs> know, they've all like, gone. Now, I know it's hard, it's but they've all hard gone to, to like, like really amazing, yeah. <laughs> you know, schools and doing all this amazing stuff. And I can't imagine for them what it must be like to know like that their dad has done this stuff and then other people were like oh you were just doing this and you paid for all of your daughter's Ivy League schooling with mm. you know. There was a lot of criticism, but I mean, these, these women are incredibly successful and I just always wonder like the kids and the family members, like what, how does it end up impacting them? You know, does the stain of what the parent does, does it trickle down onto them and their careers? And you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I th- guess there's gotta be, or are they ashamed? Are they supportive? Like, I don't know. It probably, and if there's five of them, they probably all feel differently about it. Right. I mean, but they're uh, law professors, documentary filmmakers. One of them is uh, a former rep uh, in Louisiana as well. So, I mean, very, very incredible, uh, successful uh, women. Well, I mean, they probably would have been incredible and successful if he hadn't paid for them to go to Ivy League schools. Yes. Yes. I don't know if he felt the pressure for them to have to be able to be able to do all these things and go to these schools. And that's why he was hustling the way he was. But, you know... You don't Still. need to do that to be successful. They were probably already intelligent, bright women who, you right. know, could and, have been and guess what? Guess way. what? It's expensive to go to those schools. Yes, that's and, what I mean. And, and like you if gotta, you felt the pressure to you know, do that, you could have done other things. It's it just doesn't. It's the the, yeah. the excuses. There's no there's no excuse there's to no excuse for this. And that's the story of the profiteering politician out of New Orleans, William Jefferson. Beautiful. Ooh. Beautiful. Oh. I want to talk about Josh's photo that he put Oh my God. <laughs> so it's so for funny. my birthday, Josh, who I mentioned, we mentioned, talked about him last week on the podcast. He finally sent this LBJ. It's so hilarious. It's so, and, and awesome. Wanna, the caricature is like, it. it's great. I want to ask you if I can, if we can post it like as, at least in the stories of our Instagram, because it's so funny, but it's, it's so funny, but I think it would be an amazing sticker. Like I think, and so on too. a mug, I, I just yes. think it's, it'd be cool. So it's, it's, if you go back and listen to our episode the shape number, of it. I forgot the episode number, but it's, it's, um, Lyndon B. Johnson and Tina covers how he 
just he was just a fucking complete pervert and uh so proud of his big dick and he <laughs> it had that bde that big that dick B-D-E. energy all the time e but he actually had a shower built in the white house for like a, a like um a shower head put in for his penis yeah <laughs> and i was like no 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 and tina says no no it happened like, yeah and he's like if i can get guys out of vietnam then you can fucking build the shower for my dick so that's a real thing he was just so proud of his 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 penis anyway so Josh had somebody draw yeah. this, L, you know, LBJ with it's his so huge boner. Funny. It's so fucking funny. So funny. So, Maybe it's episode 43. I don't remember. I think it's 43 because I think it's on the... I oh, think it's on. I thought that curve. was for my age. Oh, maybe it is. <laughs> maybe it, it is. Like I, I, I didn't think about that. Maybe, maybe it is. Yeah, but it's a really great episode anyway. So I want to use it and we'll have to ask him. I'm sure he said it, he said it would be okay, but I I'd like to did. put it up. I think and, like, he's like, do it, everybody. do with it what you will. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So we should use it, but I also want to share it because I think it's yes. so, it was so funny. I think it would be great for some muck merch. Oh, yeah. I would fucking wear that. I mean, I'd put that sticker on my my water bottle or use that as a mug. Yes. Um, so thank you, Josh, for doing that for us. And uh, we love you so much. Yes. I guess that's it. Yes. All right. Well, I'll see you next week. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please follow the episode notes on our website, themuckpodcast.fireside.fm, and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support and different goodies for each level, Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do it without you. Music for The Muck Podcast, written and performed by Sean Doherty.